and we're going to go from verses, six verses, 42 to 47. So that's the book of Acts in the New Testament, chapter 2, and we're going to go through six verses, starting from uh, 42 to 47. So what I'll do is I'll read uh, through it, but I'd like to read through it in the King James Version, and then I'll read it in the, uh, I'll read it then in the other version, and then we'll open in prayer. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in, temp in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with the glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Lord God, I thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to be here, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the word. Lord, I ask you, uh, through your Holy Spirit, Lord, and through your word to speak through me, uh, Lord, what you want for our church, Lord? If, if you were here, what would you, uh, Lord, how would you want this church to be? So, Lord, I uh, thank you, Lord, again, and just bless those who are not here. Uh, I, I know it's small numbers here, Lord, but uh, it's, it's, Lord, you love every single individual, Lord. And I'll say this in Jesus Christ, amen. So, the title of today is going to be the fellowship of the believers okay so basically uh this this is a a, a part of the bible that that i knew in my head that i wanted to share with you guys even before i says the next time so i already knew uh, to me uh i find this very critical important it's it's like uh, something i underline uh, heavily in my bible and highlight it and take note of it uh, but basically it's it's God's blueprint for the church uh, so I mean sometimes you can get bored with the foundations and fundamentals of things in everyday life but if you think about it it's the most important aspects of life if you look at anything outside of the church even in uh, I remember watching the karate kid uh, and the karate kid with the master saying I want to be uh, uh, good in karate and he didn't teach him all the small details and so much. He just did the fundamentals. He got him to wipe, do you remember, got him to wipe the window? He's just doing the same thing over and over again. And in football, you see the people training and they're doing a particular just kick the same over and over and over again. Uh, uh, basically, the fundamentals, the foundation. Uh, and that's what we're going to go through here. Uh, and basically, I was thinking, like, if, if we were to ask Jesus, Jesus, how do you want this church now, of course, the church is the people. Uh, you know, I, I often ask people to say to me, where do you go to church? And I say, well, Hordard Community Center. I says, well, that's not a church. I says, the church is not a building. The church is the people. That's where we use to, uh, to, to meet up, to fellowship, to praise. Um, but how would God, just answer, what sort of church would God, if God, Jesus, was just to walk in here now, 
what what foundation, what fundamental do we have in this church? And this basically, it's it's God's blueprint for the church. Um, like I, I'm getting a house refurbished at the moment. And of course, who do I need to go to? I need to go to the architect. And who's the architect of our life? Jesus Christ is the architect of our life. Okay, so Jesus Christ, just like the architect, would give us a blueprint for the, for the house. And what's the most important thing of the house? The foundation. If, if you don't have a strong foundation, what will happen with the building? It, it will collapse, just like a tree. If, if a tree is not rooted, and you have the strong storms. Last week we had three storms, and, and you can see only the strongest tree survives. All, all the trees that were broken and, and fell on the road, that's because they, did have, they didn't have strong roots. So like our church, we need to have a strong foundation. And, um, and basically that's what we're gonna do. So it's basically a blueprint, very extremely important. And that's what uh, we have here in Acts uh, 40, uh, chapter two, verse 42 to 47. Uh, so, yeah, the fellowship of the, uh, the believers. So it's God's blueprint. Um, now I'm going to read it again uh, in the different version. So in verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. Okay? So... Before we go into it, Luke, um, Luke is teaching um, or sharing with, with the Christians of that time. And, and I know people will say, well, well, Vic, we're, we're in a different time. You know, it was different back then. You know, people use that excuse in the Bible. Oh, but it was different back then. That was like 2,000 years ago or whatever. Uh, but God doesn't change. God is the same back then as he is now in the future. Then you get people having another excuse. Well, Vic, that wasn't in Ireland. That wasn't a completely different culture. You have to remember, the whole world is, we're all the children of God. God, when he looks at the whole world, he, he, he doesn't, there's no boundaries, you know? There's no boundaries of, you know, this country, that continent, the whole world. So, so that's not an excuse either. Uh, we're, all, we're all children's God. Uh, but basically what Luke is doing here is basically giving the marks of, of, like if you were to look at the biblical church. So church out there can just mean a lot of different things, uh, different people. But we're talking here about the biblical church. Like if you were to look at your, our Bible, okay, according to the Bible, what is the church according to the Bible? Okay, and that's what Luke explains to the Christians at the time. Uh, basically, what, what would be the priorities of the church? Okay, what would be the priorities? If, if somebody was to ask us a description of our church or a Christian church, what would that be? Okay, so, so obviously it's, it's a place of where we grow in our faith. Okay, and basically it's, you know, how to, how, you know, basically we want to be like Jesus Christ and how do we become like Jesus Christ? Okay, so verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and, and prayers. Okay, so what I want you to highlight, 
in, in, in the New International Version, it would be they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. The, the word we need to highlight here, uh, underline it, highlight it, take a note of it, is the word uh, devoted. Okay, so basically Luke, Luke is saying what we need to be. Okay, here's the church. Uh, here's, here, here's us, the, the people. Okay, and this is what we need to be devoted to. Okay, and what does devoted mean to? It means to uh, uh, attend to. Okay, or what are you doing? Consistency. Okay, or steadfast. Okay, being steady, being constant. Uh, being consistent. So, for example, if, if you're going to the gym, uh, you don't just go to the gym, you know, once a week or twice a week. You go, whatever, every second day or three times a week, you attend to the gym. Your, your con consistency, your steadfast, okay? So that's devoted means being attended to. So Luke tells us what we need to be devoted to, okay? Now, what I love about Calvary Chapel uh, as a whole, and, and, and Calvary Chapel Dublin, we're part of the Calvary Chapel, okay? And I've been in this church from, since 2002. We've moved from, uh, we were in um, the south side and then moved here. Uh, and the reason I love Calvary Chapel is because of the blueprint they have of the church. They use, the blueprint they use is, as I says, the biblical blueprint and and here uh, we have the blueprint okay so basically if people say well what's the vision for your church you know what are you doing about your church crow what what is the ideal church that's the wrong question to ask to, to ask it's it's basically it's 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 basically a church it's what's described in the bible that's where a church should be okay um you know, it's, it's, they say a successful church, what's the picture of the church you want? But Acts chapter 2, from 42 to the end of the book, it's a simple and powerful reminder. Uh, I know this message is going to be short, but it's extremely powerful. You can have a long message, okay, and, and there's not, you know, you mightn't come out with a powerful points, but sometimes the shortest messages can have extreme power in them, okay? And it doesn't matter if there's only one person here or a thousand people here. If there was only one person and, and a short message, it's just as important as, as long messages with thousands of people, but it's extremely powerful. And so from these verses, there's four things we need to get devoted to. So basically in all areas of my life, you know, uh, whether it's, it's physical or... Um, my, my work, my career, uh, my business, my family, my friends, my hobby. You know, you've got a blueprint for everything. So basically, you know, what would be for us uh, the blueprint uh, and points? And these would be the four main points. And they can sound fundamental and basic and, and foundational, but they're extremely important. And we've all heard them before. And... Um, but basically, we need to go back to the basics because that, that's what gives us, that's what gets us rooted. And as, like, like I says, the architect, it's, 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 it'll give us a, a strong uh, building. And here are the four things. So the apostles' teachings, okay? 
So what do I mean by the apostles' teachings? It's, it's basically the Word of God. Uh, God is the Word, and the Word is God. Okay, And all it is is God uses people to speak his word to us. Okay, And then we have teachers, or, or, or for example, God is now using me today to speak his word to us. Okay, so the teachings, okay? Number two, fellowship. Okay, fellowship. Uh, I've heard this expression, uh, I, I heard it, uh, that you become like the five people you hang around most. So just think, think in your head now, who are the five most, you know, commonest people you hang around most on a daily life and your weekly? And whether you like or not, you, you can... You know, your thoughts and your thinking can be based around those five people. So it's a very, very important uh, fellowship. Uh, number three, breaking of bread. Okay, so I'll go into more detail of that breaking of bread. And number four, number four, we've heard there was actually a whole message on this just a couple of weeks ago. Okay, and here we go again, here this message. But it's, it's foundational. Number four is prayer. Okay, so let's dig into it a bit here. So, if you go on to uh, number one, so the teaching, basically teaching, it's, it's the learning. Um, and what I like about Calvary Chapel, it's, it's uh, you know, the scriptures, the word of God, and basically it's learning, sharing, and doing, okay? So basically we learn from the scripture, scriptures, number one, okay? We share what we learn from the scriptures, and then we do what we share from the scriptures. So we've all heard that it's not just hearing, but it's doing, okay? Uh, and as I says, what I love about this Calvary Chapel and our church is the systematic approach, okay? Uh, I was brought up Catholic, uh, and, and there was never any, actually there was, I've never seen the priest in the Catholic church, uh, you know, sort of study from the Bible. Uh, and sometimes they did, it was all topical, you know, and it was their interpretation of that topic, you know. And the first time in my whole life was in 2002, the first time in my whole life whenever I, I was in a church where somebody spoke, you know, from the Bible, uh, you know, and, and verse by verse. And we know the best approach is verse by verse because it forces the teacher to go through the whole book. It's not like, oh, I'll pick this and I'll pick that. It, it's, I mean, the whole book is the whole, if, if, you're, if you were to build a house and you had the blueprint for the house, you just wouldn't pick this and that. You have to go through the whole blueprint. So that's what I like about it. And I absolutely love that approach. Um, I've had no example before. It was always topical when I went to uh, um, uh, my Catholic church. And, you know, they would just pick different books. Which book would I pick? Will I just, you know, do a series or something, you know? But here we have chapter by chapter, verse by verse. We actually literally go through the scriptures. Uh, I remember when I, when I joined Calvary, I learned more in that first year than I had my whole previous life. You know, it was incredible. And, and what I like about it is uh, we had Sunday church, just like, like today, and then we had Wednesday. And then Wednesdays, they, they, we, did, we went through the Old Testament, and Sunday we went through the New Testament. And what was incredible 
we went through verse by verse in each book. It's like you're watching through verse by verse. And what was incredible that really got my spirit that says, how can anybody deny the word of God was the threads, the way the old and the new just uh, uh, treaded together. I thought that was incredible. And because we went through the Old Testament on Wednesday and the New Testament on Sunday, and you can just see it on the Sundays, you can connect it to the old, and then the old, you can connect it to the new. I just thought that was uh, brilliant. Uh, for me, it was very exciting. I just loved it, very, very exciting. And, and, and that's how I grew spiritually. Um, and, and it's great because I wasn't just a teacher giving their opinion about the Bible. You hear people, uh, let's talk about the Bible. I mean, we, that's so silly. What do you mean talk about the Bible? We can't add to the Bible. Uh, it's, it's already here. We, we talk about the Word, not about the Bible. You say to people, well, I'll tell you about the Bible, why it's true. It's, it's all here. It's the Word of God. We talk about the Word of God, not about the Bible. It's so, so it's not just an opinion you give about the Bible, but what's important is, is the Word of God. Okay, and that's, that's what I love about that. So did you, um, the second one, uh, fellowship. Uh, and basically, it's, it's, if you can, it'll be loving amongst people. Um, fellowship means having in common. Okay, so why do we fellowship here? What do we have in common? We've got Jesus Christ. That's what we have in common. Okay, so because we love Jesus, we believe in Jesus, and uh, that's what we all have in common. So we all gather together. Basically, that's what fellowship is, is having in common. And, and, and this particular fellowship is Jesus Christ, is our commonality as such. Also, fellowship is about sharing and giving. Okay, so it's not just coming, it's, it's not, sometimes you can hear people say, oh, I'll pick this church to see what can get out of the church. It's, that's the wrong thing to say. He says, no, you go to the church to see what you can give to the church. It's about picking the church, see what you can give, what you can share, okay? And when you come to church, I don't care what your culture or what year you were born in or what family background, but you're born again into a family. So, so as, soon, as soon as you enter this, this red door here, we are family, okay? We're born into this family. We're all God's children. Uh, we're brothers and sisters. You know, some, some people say, oh, brother, is, is that your brother? No, he's my, my brother in, in, in Christ, okay? We are literally, all the women here, you are my sister, all you guys, you are my brother. We're all each other's brothers and sisters. So when we become born again, you know, born again, it's like get, have Jesus on our sides. We are born into a family, you know, so you even get people to say, you know, say, well, I was adopted or um, I didn't have a family at all. Well, you do have a family if, if, if you're in the church of Jesus Christ. And that's what fellowship is. Like basically, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord and, and together uh, we care, okay? And it's where needs are met in the church. Uh, and it's, it's a commitment, okay? Uh, the third one, uh, breaking of the bread, okay? So breaking of the bread is a form of worship, okay? Now, 
if you remember what I said earlier on, well, we're in Ireland and we're in 2022, but like, uh, uh, would it have been different 2,000 years ago or, or in the Middle East or, or whatever, or the Far, the, the far East, but, but back then, uh, breaking of bread, it, it was like, what that means is a common meal. And what do you mean by common meal? I have to give you an example for, uh, for myself uh, in Italy, and it's very similar to this culture in Italy. It was very, very common that the houses, the door was opened, okay? And, and if any visitors or friends or even friends of friends came into my parents' house, uh, whether my parents knew them or not, they would be invited to have the meal. And there's no more intimate than, 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 than you bringing somebody into your personal home. And why is that? Because they get to see the person. You know, when you go to a home, you get to see their, 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 a bit of their behavior, their personality. So it can be a bit personal. But back then, uh, the house is opened and you sit down and have a meal. It was a common meal uh, over dinner. Like back in the Middle East, it was extremely common back then, you know. Uh, as I said, it was an act of intimacy to be invited into home, personal home of somebody. And also they called it, the, the, uh, it was even more intimate than that. It was like called a common bowl, double dip. And I know we have COVID here, so people are a bit more wary. But back then, it wasn't even where you sit in the table and, and you have a plate. You know, there's your plate, there's your fish in it. There's your plate, there's your fish in it. What would happen is we would all uh, have bowls or some couldn't even use the hands and the meal would all be in, in, a, in, a, in a bowl in the center. And basically the reason it's called double dipping is because within the same bowl, our hands all could be gone sharing. And that's a form of, of, of uh, uh, how do you say, if you want to call it intimacy. And that's, that's what true fellowship is. Uh, very, you know, common bowl, double dipping. Uh, and remember, you're, you're under their roof, you know, their protection, and it's, it's a connection. Okay, so, so uh, sometimes I like it when, when um, we go to restaurants, we, we might have separate main meals, but sometimes you can get some starters, you know, you get a starters, and then we all share the same starters, where it's chicken wings in a bowl. Um, that's, that's, that's what it was meant by breaking of the bread. Um, back then, and, and that's what true fellowship is, a uh, common meal, okay? Now, there's another form of uh, breaking of the bread, and of course, that's um, the communion, okay? And, and back then, it wasn't like it is now. So, for example, here in Calvary Chapel, we have the first Sunday of every month. So for example, next Sunday would be the first Sunday of every month, and we would have communion together, you know, the breaking of the bread and, and, and the drink. But back then, it was extremely natural. They, they, did, they didn't pick a day or a time. It was just something they did all the time, okay? Uh, it was a communion. And back then, you know, they, they had a lot of bread and, 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 and wine i'm sure it wasn't alcohol but like um and and it was all um devoted to jesus you know uh when we having communion what's communion about communion is about um focusing on jesus uh thinking about jesus 
it's uh, from Jesus' death to the resurrection. And basically, it's a time when we're in communion, we're, we're, we're not thinking of ourselves because naturally, we're, we're, we're naturally, you know, have a selfish uh, uh, within ourselves. But that's the time that we stop thinking about ourselves, about our concerns, and to focus on Jesus. Okay, so it's a central focus from me to Jesus. That's what when we have communion here, uh, and basically, it's, it's give. We live for Jesus Christ. He's, he's this, like the song says, he's the center of our life. Okay. And it's all about Jesus, you know, the death, the body, the blood. So it's a God-centered life. That's what, that's what we have communion together. So that's the second form of communion. And uh, the fourth one uh, is prayer, okay? Uh, and again, I know sometimes we get together on Wednesdays and we'll have prayer meeting. But back then, they never had a schedule. They never had in the calendar diary, oh, we will have prayer at this time, at this place, uh, it was just uh, it was just common for them, wherever they were, whatever they were doing, just to be praying together. It was just common. It, it wasn't just on the day and the time. It was a natural thing to pray everywhere and for everything. Okay, so uh, and it was constant all the time. Uh, you're just people got together. There was accountability with everybody, uh, and back then it was probably common that uh, they wouldn't be sitting on chairs. They, I think it was common that they would um, sit on the floor, uh, just sit on the floor in, in a circle, and they would be praying not just with family but with friends. I mean, um, can you imagine just going over to your friend's house just for no reason? Just to, let's say you're you're going for a study or something like that, and just say, "Well, listen." Let's just sit here and, and pray. You know, it wasn't scheduled. It just happens naturally, you know. Uh, so I'll just go through the, the... And that's verse 2. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread. Okay? Uh, now we go to verse 43. Uh, and fear came upon them. Uh, every soul and many wonders and signs were done uh, by the apostles. Okay, or in the in the new international version, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Um, what what do you mean by awe? Like awe, as in it's like yes, exactly. You come in and you're. Can you imagine? We have new people come in the door and they see our church. They go like that, not as in shock, as in awe, as in like. The best word I can use for awe here would be like, wow, in a good way. Like, wow. And what do I mean by what? It's just signs and wonders. And, and they're just saying, wow, look, just look at the people here. You know, they're, um, you know this, is what, this is the church I want to be involved in, you know. Um, and, and miracles will happen. People were being blessed. Uh, as it says here, awe with many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Okay, uh, you know, miracles were happening, basically. Okay, verse 44. And all that believed were together and had all things common. Okay, so all the believers were together and had everything in common. Uh, what that could mean is they, they shared everything together. Back then, 
if 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 there was a need, if somebody had a, a lot, and and somebody they they would share that with somebody that was in need. So so uh, the best example I can give if if you if you have a neighbourhood and one of the neighbours just has a ladder, only one. You know, let's let's say the rich person had a ladder and the poor people didn't have a ladder. Well, that ladder wasn't his. It was the whole. It was the whole neighbourhood. I'm just giving an example of the ladder, but that's what they talked about. Everything, okay? It's it's it was they shared everything all together, okay? Uh, and forty-five, okay, verse forty-five. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. That's what we just talked about. And they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. So, so basically, you, you had the church and you had the people that had needs and you had people that were being blessed. God, the, the reason God blesses us is, is he uses us as a tool to bless others. You know, So the, if anybody had more and there was a need anywhere, you'd, you'd want that balance out. They would help out the ones in need because then when you were in need, you'd have somebody helping you. Uh, and that's, that was that was a sign of the church. That was one. Remember, it says a blueprint. That's that, that's sort of one of the blueprints for the church back then. Um, verse forty-six. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, the breaking bread from house to house. Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness in heart. So, so every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. Uh, they broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So, so it wasn't just like, the, oh, I'll, I'll see you every second week or whatever. It was just, they just continued to do it. Um, like back in my, in, in, I'll use my parents as an example. My parents have got many cousins and they just, they, it's not organized. They just come constantly anytime I ring my parents there's always people in the house there's always food and, and that's the way us we should all should be I mean I've seen a great example of it the other day an absolute fantastic example I went to meet a friend he's he's in his 70s and he drew and, and he came all the way from the country I haven't seen him for a few years and we just got together just to catch up and and, and uh, I was in Starbucks in Blanchestown and who did I see in the next table Ian and, and Elaine fellowshipping together and I says God that is amazing look it's just like out, we're outside of church circumstances and we see that's true fellowship and the two of them were just engaged in, in chatting that's and they were sharing their, well, their coffees together that's what you call fellowship that's, that's a fantastic example uh, it's great to see that um, and they continued daily with one accord, temple breaking the bread from house to house, did eat their meats. And, and, and also, when they ate together, with glad and sincere hearts. So, so obviously, you're, you're, you're glad for the food, you're grateful to have food. But like they're talking about also being grateful for what you have in life as well. And, and sincere hearts. I mean, a, a good church is an honest church, a true church. Uh, and the sincere uh, verse 47 praising God and having favor with all people and the Lord added to the church daily 
uh, as such it should. So praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. The Lord added to their day, number daily those who were being saved. So, so praise, um, lives were marked by it, not, not, just, you know, not just in the calendar. So I was constantly praising God. As I said, it was natural. It was, you know, favor with people, f- f- being fruitful in the church. And when you come to a church and it says, and you see that, wow, you know, you just come in, it would naturally grow. You know, you know, you get some people say, how can we grow the church? It's, it's just the wrong question. If you do all of these foundational things, the church uh, will, will, will naturally grow. It's just, you, you want somebody to walk into a church and say, my goodness, God is here. That's, that's like if you just have a, a stranger, a Christian, just come in, what would you want them to say? You say, my goodness, God is here. Yeah. Uh, you know, the church, we want genuine realness, um, life of the church. Uh, that's what we want. Okay. So, so to recap, so to me, uh, extremely fundamental. Um, okay, for us to be devoted. So to be devoted to the teaching and then if we're not a church, just to be devoted to ourselves and our own study at, at, at home. I also have that systematic approach when I'm at home. I'm, I'm going through the, um, uh, you know, book by book, verse by verse. So I don't have to worry. Can you imagine the, 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 the pressure is taken off? You don't have to worry, oh, what book? Will I read now? Or, or and sometimes because you've no systematic approach, you end up not doing it. So I, I've I've got that now. So my own um, approach to learn is I have a systematic approach. I do it myself, and we can all whether we want to start in the Old Testament or New Testament, and then fellowship. We do that here as well, but it's it's great. Just like Elaine, just if, if outside of the church as well to meet up, fellowship together, um, and then breaking of the bread. Of course, we do it here every first Sunday, but I think it's just great to see people in, invited to their homes and share their, their, their homes and, and share food together and fellowship together. And of course, the last and fourth is prayer. It's, I know we went through it last week, but why does God cover it here? Because it's, an, it's a very important uh, foundation. So, so these is what we call, you know, the, it's the blueprint for God, the blueprint for the church. I know we've all heard it before, but but reason God covers things again and again in the Bible is because they're extremely important, uh, these four. So I just pray, Lord, I just pray that um, we not only continue, not only do we do all those four things, uh, but we go deeper in those four things. Uh, we, we do them consistently and and. Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, that we have your word. Lord, without your word, we wouldn't have the blueprint, Lord. Without, without your word, Lord, we wouldn't know how to be uh, in, in the church. We wouldn't know how these things, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, that you've given us guidance, Lord. You've given us uh, like a manual for, uh, for a life while we're here on this earth, Lord. How you want us uh, just the church, how you want us to fellowship, to pray, um, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, just to 
Help us to be persistent in these things, Lord. And just if we're ever missing in any one of these areas, Lord, just please, Lord, uh, prod our spirits, Lord, that we may get back to these foundations, Lord. And as you said in the Bible, Lord, if we do these things, Lord, we will be in awe. Like we, we want people to look at our church and say, wow, like these people, we, we want to be part of this, you know? That's what we want, Lord. We, we are in awe of you and that's what we want. And we say this in Jesus Christ. Amen.